Welcome to the Equipped Podcast, where corporate woman Cassie Duke and college basketball coach Clarice Garcia help you uncover what God's Word says about who you are and His promises for you. This podcast is a journey to equip and empower you to operate and thrive in your God-given identity. Hello to you, our listeners. We are so grateful that you have chosen to tune in again today. Cassie and I have been prepping for this word for quite a while, and it's involved actually living through some life experiences. Shocking, Cassie. I feel like every time we pick a topic, we actually practice it and we have to then talk about it. (laughs) That's exactly right. So I think our next topic should be blessings and all good things. We keep living through them. Easy life, right? No. Right. (laughs) Well, I think that's the thing with, you know, just understanding this journey of life and knowing that at any given point, it can change. And at any given moment, we can be walking through one thing and then something else inevitably pops up in some capacity. And so I think today I'm, I'm excited to uh, talk with you about just navigating life submitted. And then when we're asked to pivot in another direction. So Cassie, we've got some life lessons to spill for, for all of our amazing people that are tuned in today. Yeah, that's right. And the two things you said for our listeners, if you haven't experienced that yet, uh, get ready because you will. But likely <laughs> many of y'all identified with what Clarice just said, right? Of um, you know, Unexpected shifts in life and the term pivoting, you'll hear us use that a, a lot today. And we'll even have Clarice, I know that's a basketball term as well. So you can give us that metaphor because it's a really good metaphor of what also goes on in our spiritual life. But you said the term submit and there's a very common verse I want to start us off with today when we think about submit and it's in the book of James and it's James 4, 7 and it reads, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. And so, again, this is likely one um, you have heard before if you've been in the church for any period of time. So there's really two parts here. So let's talk about the first half, which is where we'll focus today. Um, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. And so before I go into my thoughts about it, Clarice, that Mm -hmm. word submit may or may not feel good to some of our listeners. But you as our words person, what does it mean? (laughs) What does the biblical submit mean here? Yeah. And, you know, it's actually, again, a reason why I love delving into words because, you know, you just don't know until you learn. And so this, this word specifically, um, me was a Greek military term, meaning to arrange the troop divisions in a military fashion under the command of a leader. And when it wasn't used in military, which again, you know, this is, Um, two-part with this meaning, it was just a voluntary attitude of giving in, cooperating, assuming responsibility, carrying a burden. And, you know, Cassie, I was driving driving the other day, and I I don't know, it was just interesting. I was praying, and Holy Spirit really just spoke to to me, and he said, you know, we all all live submitted to something. Mm. And that can be to someone else. It could be to a belief system, to ideals. In your case, it could be a spouse, 
Um, you know, we could be submitted to our own understanding, you know, and I think that's where we end up getting into um, some life situations because we often don't accept or yield to a superior force or authority. Yeah, that's right. And we feel like we've talked about this previously of that we don't always want to submit to someone Mm -hmm. else, right? Like you just said, and that's great wisdom that the Lord spoke to you. Whether we want to admit it or not, we're submitting to someone's authority. It might be our own, right? You just listed common things we submit to, right? Whether it be choosing to submit to God, to your spouse, uh, some other type of authority. A lot of people want, they want to submit to themselves, right? They want to be Mm -hmm. their own authority. They want to rule their own lives. So we're all in that submission uh, to someone and then the biblical life the spiritual life direction in James is calling us to submit ourselves therefore to God and like we've talked about previously Clarice as we lay the foundation of our conversation today is reminding our listeners of the character of God and the trustworthiness of God so yeah. you know if you look at that definition when you submit it's very vulnerable right because you're putting your your path your plans your your future, your vision, really in the hands of someone else, right? And that's why submission doesn't feel good sometimes because Mm -hmm. you're allowing someone else to dictate what's going to happen in your life. And so that is why we are so blessed when we read about the character of our God and why we encourage you, why Clarice and I spend so much time in this podcast encouraging you to learn about the character of who God is. Because when you get instruction, like submit yourself (laughs) therefore to God, but if you have a skewed view of who God is, if you think he's some mean dictator, that this um, direction is going to be really hard to do, right? But yeah. if you have an accurate view of a loving God, submitting yourself to him becomes an easier task. Absolutely. And I think one thing that I appreciated about my time in North Carolina, just being in the same church with you, is one thing that was emphasized over and over and over again is to be led by the Holy Spirit. And just knowing that when we do that, you know, because you look at an example in Romans, it says for the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed it cannot. And I think of, you know, our minds and I joke with my players a lot and I'm like, yeah, my flesh came out, (laughs) you know, and we just have to understand that if we are so set on, you know, the things of this world or how my flesh feels in the moment, um, that we're not then able to submit and surrender to, again, that higher authority and that higher call and that higher way. Because again, the Bible reminds us that God's ways are higher than our ways. And, you know, you just had said it, we're journeying through life thinking, you know, everything is great. And, you know, you get slammed with some life event or something and you just, you just don't often understand, but you just, we can just, because you said, trust who God says that he is in our lives and to show up as such. Yeah. And I, I want to unpack spirit led a little more, but I'll do that a little later on. I think mm-hmm. Clarice shifting into that conversation about pivoting and maybe yeah. sharing some of your life examples or biblical examples might connect some dots here to what we're talking about. Oh, for sure. Well, and it's funny because for me in the sports realm, basketball realm, you know, pivoting is second nature when you play basketball, you know, not immediate, not at first, you know, when you first are learning the game, you're just running around with the basketball, probably don't even know you need to dribble it. 
Um, but that is one of the fundamental things um, in our sport. And, you know, just praying into this, God was just showing how, you know, submitting to him sometimes requires us to pivot. And if you think of pivoting and for my non-basketball people, it's perfectly fine. We'll, we'll explain it to you. Um, but when you, it, it's when you turn as if on a center point, right? And um, in basketball, it's just stepping with one foot while keeping the other foot as a point of contact on the ground, right? And so I was thinking about this the other day because we were, we, were, we were working on pivoting and, you know, just squaring up to the basket to, you know, see the target, And the time that pivoting is kind of most important is when you have the ball. And so in my lovely, um, you know, desire from God to always give me visuals, you know, you think of that and we're holding on to our purpose when we're pivoting in life, you know, and I think of when in basketball, you have the ball, you've got an opponent really trying to steal it from you because they also want it. And it just gives that visual of, you know, the enemy is trying to come and steal, kill and destroy your purpose. And in a lot of ways, you have to pivot to protect it. In a lot of ways, you have to pivot to navigate how God wants you to navigate it, right? You're not just going to readily give your opponent the ball. But I think in a lot of ways, sometimes we do. And, you know, pivoting to, you know, direction change as well. I can play at my foot and go the other way. Like I can tell my girls, Hey, we're gonna do sprints today. You know, they hit the baseline, they pivot and they go the other direction. And so I love that in addition to our own space um, and lives that God gives us these examples. Um, One biblical example that resonates well with me anyway, is there's this man that's already following God, but he makes a decision not to follow his command. And I think that when you were talking, Cassie, specifically about submitting, I think one, sometimes we often think, okay, that was one and done. Like I submitted, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I wish it were that simple. And we talked about wanting sometimes a simple way to do things, but that is not the case. You know, we have to wake up every morning afresh and anew and say, okay, God, I'm going to submit to you again Mm -hmm. because these very things can happen. And so one of our biblical examples today is Jonah. Um, who was asked by God to do something and didn't want to, and actually in full disobedient did the exact opposite, Cassie. <laughs> yeah, um, he did. Like you said, I, I love the story of Jonah because I identify with it. I've had my Jonah moments in my <laughs> life as a believer. You know, we'd love to say all of our disobedient moments were pre-Christ, right? But they're uh, not. No. So you highlight a great <laughs> point that it's a daily decision. So yeah, so Jonah following the Lord, and he was given direction to go, it was to Nineveh, right, Clarice? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, he was given direction to go to Nineveh, which, if I recall, it was this wicked town, and the Lord was telling him to go preach the gospel, essentially, and he didn't want to. No. And so he legit got on a boat and went to Clarice's point. He pivoted the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and Clarice, what happened to that boat and the other people on that boat? Yeah. Well, in his quest to flee from the presence of the Lord, (laughs) which is basically, hey, God, I heard you, but no way. Um, You know, he he boards the ship and 
they get thrown into the, all the people on the ship get thrown into this life threatening situation because this storm arose and it compromised the boat, compromised the lives on it. And, you know, the people on the boat are like, what the heck? All right. Who made, who, who messed up or whatever. So Jonah admitted that he was at fault. And then he told the boat, the people on the boat that God would calm the sea if, if they would throw him into the water crazy i just can't even imagine this whole conversation taking place i like to sometimes insert myself into the situation and i feel like i would have been one of the ones that was like okay yes because i want the storm to stop but i don't know how well that's gonna go for you man right and so they did it so they were obedient they listened to him you know he's in the process of not listening to god he tells them to do something they listen to him and so um you know but the sea was immediately calm And it's crazy because, again, God knows that we are not perfect. And just looking further into the story, you know, you read about how, in essence, his obedience to tell the men to throw him over brought the men to the Lord exceedingly. And they offered the sacrifice to the Lord and made vows. You know, and it's just such probably not a sweet time for Jonah at that moment, but it was, it was just such a sweet reminder that even still, you know, God will use us. He will. And two things I thought of as you're telling that story, one's kind of silly and then one's serious. <laughs> I'll do the silly one first. <laughs> I, I, my visual brain went to like Jonah's face when the waves started kicking up and they started going like, Hey, who did something that's causing this? I wonder if Jonah was kind of looking around like, Hmm. yeah like when the teacher calls on you in class and you like look straight down (laughs) yeah so anywho funny thought there but um it also made me think of a quote I heard in bible study recently where a woman said the quote sin splatters Mm -hmm. um meaning in the midst of Jonah's disobedience he also was putting the lives of these men at risk too and then Clarice to your positive point when he chose obedience, it was then a blessing to these men's lives. So one of the things about when we think about pivot and our obedience and our submission to the Lord, like everything else that we see in our life choices, it doesn't just impact us. Mm -hmm. Even I used to remember when I was single for such a long time and I remember thinking, well, it's just me. Like if I do, if I make a disobedient choice, who's it going to hurt? It's just me. But even then, no, like the Lord, like Clarice said, the Lord, the Lord uses our obedience to impact others, but also in those moments where we're being disobedient, it could negatively impact others. So what a powerful call out in Jonah's story of how our submission isn't even just for us. Yeah. Well, and I think of, you know, further into the story then, I mean, we can definitely do another podcast just about the story because it's so packed full of mm-hmm. meaning and, um, you know, God nuggets and things like that. Well, long story short, gets swallowed by fish, mm-hmm. has a come to Jesus meeting, gets spit out, <laughs> is obedient, tells the city of Nineveh that basically they're sinners and they need to repent. And it ends up being that the entire city just wails with just wow repentance Mm -hmm. and if he did not go because i was talking to one of my players the other day about this you know in his mind he only considered one alternative he only said if i go and they get mad this could not end well 
Mm-hmm. And so he based his decision off of that, but he didn't consider the alternative. Like, wow, God, like you, what if they receive this word and they repent, you know? And I think he was kind of mad. It's funny. Cause there's another little story in there and he was kind of mad that God did it. Cause he's like, they're so, you know, they're so evil, but you know, God showed him why, you know, that he is a God of compassion and wants the people to be saved. And you know, so then you just look further into his story and you just see a man who, yes, who surrendered to God, but had a moment where he just was like, you know what, I'm going to go away from the value of what I know that God called me to do something and I'm going to not do it. Mm-hmm. And it happens, you know, God calls us to do things, but sometimes we don't do them because we end up submitting to our own self or our own thing, which could be, you know, unforgiveness or hate or greed, you know, being in a bad relationship, lust, whatever it could be, you know, we just sometimes disregard then. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, God desires that none should perish, regardless of how we find ourselves submitted. That's right. And I'm almost visualizing Jonah and he had the two pivots, right? Mm-hmm. He was a man following God and he pivoted into disobedience, but then God gave him the opportunity to pivot back mm-hmm. um, into obedience. And like you said, there was a very positive result in Nineveh. And even though Jonah threw a little hissy fit in Nineveh, mm-hmm. God still brought it to pass. And so yeah. it shows us a few things on the practical sense of we don't have to get perfect, right? Mm-hmm. Jonah certainly didn't, and I don't know that there's many a biblical character that you could find that did do a perfect outside of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, so our submission doesn't have to be great. So if you had a day that you dropped the ball <laughs> uh, yesterday, <laughs> that's fine. Pick it back up today and keep going. So that's my encouragement for you that there's there's not perfection in submission. It's that daily choice, like mm-hmm. Clarice said. Um. Absolutely. Well, and, you know, again, sometimes, sometimes God just calls us whether we're with, whether we're um, already saved or not, he calls us from darkness to light. And we think of the other biblical example where there was a man that had no intentions when I say no intentions of pivoting and submitting like absolutely zero. And yeah, he did not want it. He did not anticipate it. However, he encountered God and his purpose completely changed. So Cassie, would you love to introduce us to this man? <laughs> yeah, he's my favorite. Y'all have yeah. talked about him before. <laughs> um, so I love the second example of a good biblical pivot. Uh, and I love this one to your point, Clarice, involuntary pivot. And mm-hmm. I've had these in my life too. Yeah. So Clarice is talking about the character of Saul that we we read about mostly in the book of the Acts. And to Clarice's point, he was, you know, the, the Jew of Jews. He, he mm-hmm. was proudly not a Christ follower. He was persecuting Christians, killing Christians. And he was, he had zero interest in submitting to Christ. Um, he was actually on a journey on a road called Damascus, um, going to heading to that town to go and persecute more Christians. You know, mm-hmm. he was going house after house, dragging off men and women, committing them to prison is what Acts 8 tells us. So, I mean, this man was nowhere near 
submitted to the Lord. And then suddenly, as he approached that town of Damascus, a light from heaven shone on him, and he fell to the ground, and he heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you, Lord? Which I think Mm. is interesting. And he said, I am Jesus, whom you're persecuting. And for three days, Saul was blinded, and he ate and drank nothing. And so the story goes on to tell of Saul's conversion to become Paul, who wrote the majority of the New Testament. And I believe, again, in previous podcasts, we've unpacked that more. But Clarice, when you hear this story of someone who had zero interest in submitting Mm -hmm. to the Lord, and yet Christ steps in, and there's an involuntary pivot, what comes to mind there? Yeah. And whether, whether God himself shows up for us or someone who is out of God's love showing up for us as him, you know, cause we show up for others as Jesus. Right. And, you know, whether it is or isn't, we get to encounter God, you know, and I think that's the neatest thing is that a God encounter can be as transformational as you go from killing a people group to trying to then save their lives and spread the very gospel that you tried to squash. And I think the crazy thing is even in spite, and you know, it reminds me of the scripture of, you know, God works um, all things out for the good of those who are called according to his purposes. And the crazy thing here is that in his, you know, in his execution of them, in his persecution of the church. I mean, he was ravaging the church. He was entering house after house and dragging the men and women off and killing or committing them to prison and scattered them. And how crazy it is that even still um, breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, even still this scattering actually allowed the gospel to be advanced and preached further. Right. That's so cool. And what's Mm -hmm. also cool is the uh, scripture you just quoted was penned by none other than this man. Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) Um, So it's, you know, amazing how we, and it further encourages me of the safety and submission to Christ, right? Like Christ just, he pulled all that together, right? Of what Saul was doing and then the scattering of the people and it further spread the word and then he actually later had Paul Penn encouraging words like wow. that. All things work together for the good of those who love Christ who are called according to his plans and purposes. And Christ knew all that. Or with Jonah, even in Jonah's disobedience, still having Jonah end up in Nineveh, a full people group was saved out of uh, God's mercy for those people. Yes. They didn't deserve it. And this is who we are being asked to submit to. This yeah. is what scripture is saying. Hey, submit to this man. And Clarice, I, I can get on board with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it, I think for us, it allows us to raise the questions in our life. Not again with no judgment, because clearly, I mean, you know, I don't know that any of us are persecuting a people group, you know, and God chose to save that man. But, you know, it allows us to ask mm-hmm. the, the questions of, you know, well, what does submission look like in my life? Like if I were to do a hard look and, you know, I love, you know, introspective analysis and pausing to just break and see what the fruit is in our lives, you know, what does submission look like in our lives? 
you know, what am, what am I really submitted to? And it was interesting because even non-Christians will say, you know, where you put your mo- your money and your time, a lot of times is where you're submitted. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and then, okay, so what does that look like? Okay, well, what if I did actually submit to God, you know, mm-hmm. to his thoughts, right? And this is even maybe not so much with actions, but what if I submit myself to God's thoughts about me? You know, that he calls me beloved, that he calls me his daughter, that I have the authority, you know. And so if I submitted to the thoughts he has about me or how would my life look if I submitted to his authority where I am walking with that daughtership, you know, Um, and for others listening, the sonship, you know, and Cassie, I know you said you were going to bring this up again, but, you know, what if I did submit? to the leadership of the Holy spirit guiding me. Yeah. And I think all three of those guys, if you haven't written those down or pulled the notes afterwards from the website, do so. Cause Clarice, I'm over here reflecting even my own life of, um, those are a great starting point in this submission process. Mm-hmm. And maybe even not a starting point. If you, I've been doing this for a long time. Like I've been trying to do for a long time. The one about his thoughts about who we are, that's foundational. Like mm-hmm. walking out this day-to-day life, um, we need to submit to those thoughts and know our identity in Christ and who he says we are. And Clarice, I would go as far as to say that's another one of those things that's not one and done. Yeah. That you don't just one day read that you know, in Song of Solomon, that I'm his beloved. Mm-hmm. And so, cool, we're good. I'm his beloved. No, no. That's mm-hmm. something we need to speak over ourselves and believe because the world is telling us differently. And then his authority. And then Holy Spirit's leading. Yeah. That's that. That's a podcast in and of itself. <laughs> and it's actually one of those things for somebody who loves words. Um, it can be somewhat hard to communicate because Holy Spirit leading isn't like... Uh, Mm-hmm. written piece of paper with a map and directions yeah. holy spirit leading is a, a, a feeling a gut instinct uh unexpected thought but y'all it's something that's not within your natural thought process and again mm-hmm. we need more time to unpack that but the more time you spend and the closer you become to christ you can tell the difference between God thoughts and what I call Cassie thoughts, like things (laughs) I think up on my own, my natural thinking versus something that I know comes from Christ or a leading. Um, And heck, as I was learning it, if it was something I was on the fence about, you know, that I was like, Oh, I'm not sure if that's from the Lord or not. Okay. I compared it to scripture. Then I was like, well, is that Mm -hmm. biblical direction? Like, Let's do an example. If you felt like, oh, you saw somebody, let's say at the gas station at a gas pump. This has actually happened in my life. (laughs) And um, the woman looked like she was having a rough day. And I felt like, oh, I should give her 20 bucks. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, oh, I wonder if that's Holy Spirit. But at the end of the day, I was still new at this. But my thought was, would Christ be good with me blessing this woman with 20 bucks? Yeah, he would. Yeah. So go ahead with it. And then Mm -hmm. through events like this, it turned out there was an opportunity there. And I feel kind of awkward telling the story because you don't normally tell people about things like this. But I want to tell y'all because it was a learning experience for me in that moment. That woman turned to me. She says, it is my birthday. 
And I'm so sad because nobody had given me any gift or any type of acknowledgement. Mm. And I told her, I said, well, the Lord told me to give this to you. So he's giving you a birthday gift. She cried. We prayed. Mm. And so those are the ways like you learn to hear his voice in your life. So again, I tell that story not to pat Cassie on the back, but to show y'all a really practical example. If you're new in this leading, go with those gut instincts that's a small teeny tiny example the holy spirit will also tell you to move states yeah that's a tiny little example um but start practicing it and like i said if you have a question of oh is that holy spirit or me spend time in prayer compare Mm -hmm. to scripture and then then go if it aligns yeah and cassie that's so important is again you know we're not always going to get this right you know but we can never go wrong if the posture of our heart is to submit and to genuinely just want, okay, God, I just want your leading in this. Mm. And like you said, sometimes it's in the moment. Sometimes it's after like a fast or, you know, spending long, long time in prayer about something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the thing that's so neat is, just even from having heard your testimony and having shared our testimonies with our listeners, it's just that, you know, much like the people in the Bible that we brought up today, those examples is just that God can use us regardless of where we started. That's right. And I think more than anything, it just reassures me that as we are in life in that posture of pivoting, you know, where you're in a stance, you're down, you're ready, you have your purpose close to your chest like you're just holding on to that even though someone's trying to steal something from you like we just have the covering and the protection of our great father who loves us um, and we have the opportunity to partner with him in submission Mm -hmm. and it's a partnership with somebody Mm -hmm. we can wholly trust yeah and that right there is amazing well Clarice This is awesome. Will you wrap us up and seal this in a prayer? Yeah. Yeah. So God, we just thank you for the reminder today that you are a great God and a great father to whom we we can submit, to whom we can fall under your leadership and your umbrella of covering. And God, we just know that um, your heart is for your people. And so God, we just ask that as we are navigating things in our life that require us to submit to your obedience, that you would just lead us and show us um, how to navigate that well. And God, in the small things and the big things, we ask that when you ask us to pivot, that because you've showed us how in your scripture, that we can do that confidently and with you. And that as we are pivoting in life, Lord, that we can just know that your ways are higher than our ways and your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And regardless of whether we think we should pivot or don't feel we need to pivot or just whatever the case may be, God, we just thank you that you show up for us and you show us how to do it and that all the time we can know that you are with us. And so, God, we bless everyone listening, Lord, whether they're submitting well or needing to surrender. God, we just ask that you meet everyone where they are and just show up as love for them. Um, We bless you. We thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.